0: Hey everybody, Senior Writer Katie Reif here, back for a very important episode of Winter is Here with the AV Club. And it is very important because it is our last episode ever. Winter is here. To commemorate this special occasion, we have a very special guest, Alex McLevy. Who's... Hey, Alex. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. Alex. Hi guys. <laughs> He's been writing our newbies recaps for the AV Club all season. So, you have some thoughts. I
1: do. I have some thoughts from the perspective of someone who has not read the books.
0: All right, great. And then we've got here, as always, managing editor Katie Penzi who has read the books. Yes.
2: Have you read None. them
0: just the once or more than once?
2: Just the once. It's hard to read them more than once. It takes to be a long time. They're just really depressing. I read them all in once. <laughs> Summer and had nightmares for months. like oh, wow. It's too much. Oof. So, just one time. Just once. But I'm interested to hear what Alex thought as someone who yes. was recapping this whole season. Yes. You, you were thinking about it on a deeper level than most people. So, what's your sort of takeaway from? Let's talk about like what the whole season was for you. As
0: a whole.
1: Yeah, as a whole. I mean, what's been fascinating about this season, right, is the slow progression from episode to episode of more and more people complaining about this season, right? (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I think what's interesting about that is so much of it isn't about necessarily the episodes themselves as it is about what's not in the episodes. Mm. The big problem this season has been a lack of structure and a problem of pacing. Right, sure. where all this stuff yeah. that yeah. used to be dealt with in sort of strong detail has slowly become more and more of a rush over the past few seasons. Mm-hmm. Till this last season, we're just sprinting towards the end. So, all of this sort of grace that people used to give the show, of, well, let's give it the benefit of the doubt, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, has it, sort of it'll gone develop. Out the window a, they'll this
0: figure point. it out. I mean, yeah. yeah, we talked about this last, uh, on the last episode of the podcast, and I honestly think that the first warning sign of this was when it started taking people less than a season to get from Winterfell to King's Landing. Mm -hmm. That was the beginning of the end as far as pacing on the show goes. And, you know, obviously Daenerys' character arc was very rushed. Mm-hmm. And honestly, the more I think about that character arc, the more I'm like okay with it. I think it's got some interesting commentary on white feminism that I don't think Benioff and Weiss put in there on purpose. <laughs> I really think it's accidental. But you know, <laughs> after a work is released, it belongs to the people. Exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah. So all
1: those people who were mad at the white savior tropes back in season three, when she's being carried like, aloft See, by you know, a sea you. of people, yeah, yeah. they can told be you like, she uh-huh. was bad deep down.
2: This yeah. is what it looks like in practice. Yeah. Exactly. It's mm-hmm. Destroying a city.
1: But I will say, I mean, for all of that, right, I still actually maintain that I think the episodes, for the most part the season, were relatively solid. So much of the problem, again, like I said, falls in between those episodes. It's what the show's not doing, mm-hmm. as opposed to what the show's doing. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of, I think there's actually still a lot of good writing, a, a lot of good characterizations, a lot of good sequences and episodes. It's just that there's,
0: also some there's very so much change. that
1: didn't happen. Yeah, there's so much that didn't happen that it makes yeah. it seem even weaker than it already. I get the
2: impression would've. that Fanny and Weiss Have like senioritis, and they just want to get to the end of the school year and be done. And they're kind of phoning it in so they can go make a Star Wars. Like they just want to be done with this.
1: I don't think they're phoning. I think they genuinely thought they were kicking ass and taking names. I mean, you know what I mean? Like they're literally running the most, the biggest show in the world. Um, I feel like you know, there's. I think they have a commitment to doing the best job they could. I think they just. We're, we're in such a hurry to sort of get this out, and they only had so much to work with. I think the, one of the things this season's really gonna go down in history is, is the danger of doing fewer episodes with longer running time mm-hmm. as opposed to more episodes with a normal running time. Yeah. Well, because I think that really hamstrung a lot of it.
2: Totally, what were you? I was. Guessing? I mean, it's also just getting away from the books, you know, you don't yeah. have Martin's world building and sort mm-hmm. of like all of the, the breadth and the wealth of information that's in the books. Um, but I, I disagree, I think Benioff and Weiss, like. I do think they were kind of phoning it in, and it's not what they're capable of. What they were capable of, season one through six were just incredible, fleshed out, longer. They took their time to develop these characters and these arcs. And they had guidance, and then, though, you know? And yeah, and then at the mm-hmm. end, it's like, it's like I'm a teacher, and I'm just like, I know you're capable of better. So I'm just, <laughs> I like, you're smart, and I'm disappointed that you didn't try a little harder to, to bring us home.
0: I kind of fall, like, kind of in between on the writing thing where I think there was some very sloppy details in this season. I've pointed it out on the podcast before. I think that there are some like little inconsistencies in here that to me kind of scream, like they were just like, oh, just get it done with, just get it done, just get it done. They might've been under crazy deadlines, thus coffee cup gate a few weeks ago. (laughs) And But I also think that maybe this is controversial. The fates for every character were thought out and it makes sense when you think about it.
2: Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's just the way that they got there that I have a problem with. That's fair. Because if you have hundreds of pages or just a few more episodes to show why the characters made the decisions they make, Mm -hmm. I think it does make sense. I think mm-hmm. they just kind of skated over a lot of those rationalizations to the point where you don't really get to fully understand why these characters are doing what they're doing. Sure. Even if it does make sense. And yeah, in, in absolutely. a macro level, it totally makes sense. Yeah, sure. they, they, yeah. I
1: mean, they knew they had X amount of minutes to get from point A to point C, mm-hmm. And so they, you know, they spent, I, I think they probably spent most of their time in their writer's room casting off everything they possibly could. You know, <laughs> it's like a boat that's sinking. They're just trying to toss as much overboard mm-hmm. so they yeah. can get to shore uh, before this thing sinks.
0: I don't know. I don't think it'll be interesting interesting to see how this show's finale stands the test of time. Because the two biggest finales, when I think about TV finales, I think about Breaking Bad and I think about The Sopranos. And I think about how everyone was happy with Breaking Bad, for the most part, and hated The Sopranos, for the most part. But now you have pieces looking back being like, actually, the end of The Sopranos was good. And I kind of don't think that I'm gonna say it, Every Game of Thrones prediction I've ever had has been wrong. So this is going to be wrong. But <laughs> okay. I don't really think that you're going to get people looking back later and being like, actually, the end of Game of Thrones was good because there were, because it is so rushed.
1: For me personally, I think the episode itself was relatively solid. I mm-hmm. thought it was decent. I thought it did, you know, I thought it was very smart to focus, to basically just do it two scenes. There's the immediate aftermath of Danny's destruction of King's Landing, mm-hmm. you know, where she's ki- uh, killed by Jon Snow and then there's the scene where they decide who the new ruler of Westeros is mm-hmm. gonna be. Yeah, there's a little postscript afterwards, blah, blah, blah. But well. that, it really, it's 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 about those two scenes. That, that's what the episode focuses on by far. You know, there's a lot of satisfying work they did because mm-hmm. all, it, as opposed to every other episode this the season, it doesn't have to do anything else. All it has to do is end, right? <laughs> and it did that, and it did it fairly well to, <laughs> to, to, to my mind. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, I mean, I suppose only time will tell, you know, how the whole thing's going to shake out. And, uh, you know, knocking on this wood right here, hopefully, when winds of winter, and what is it, songs? uh,
2: A Dream of Spring. A Dream of Spring.
0: spring. When those books come out, that'll be really interesting to compare the two Mm -hmm. to each other. Katie, you're still uh, crossing your fingers that, there's a surprise uh, drop today. I was huh? really
2: hoping that Martin is just waiting for the show to end to publish Winds of Winter and maybe the next one too. Like, he's just, so... he doesn't want to do it when the show is on. He's had these finished for a while. You maybe, think? like, maybe HBO didn't want him to publish it. Like, there could be some reasons. Or it's like
0: some petty shit where he didn't like the way that they did it. And so he's, or like, set yeah, the what if Martin,
2: who knows? what he told them and if that's actually what he's going to do. Oh my God, that would be so great. Yeah, who knows? There could be a whole other Game of Thrones playing out in this next (laughs) saga of like the books and how they're different from the show that we're going to find out. Yeah. But fingers crossed, I mean, it's probably not going to happen because also all of my predictions have always been wrong
0: for this show.
1: (laughs) Much like a dragon, he's just going to sleep on his pile of gold.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Well, thanks for coming on, Alex. Thanks for having me. And now we welcome another very special guest. We've got TV editor Eric Adams. Hi, Eric.
3: Hi, Katie. Hi, Katie. Thank you for having me. You
2: ready to talk about some thrones for the last
3: time? For the last time. (laughs) The final time. Final time. Phew.
2: This is maybe not what you want to talk about, Eric, but what happened to Winter? (laughs) Is Winter gone (laughs)
3: now? Well, that, that was a big question, right? That, like, once the Night King is defeated, does that defeat Winter? Does that, like... Well, it was uh, that, reset the that seasons. It was still snowing
0: winter? at Winterfell though. Was it snowing or w- was it ash? At Whoa, Winterfell? Yeah, oh, okay, way.
3: Winterfell, sorry, yeah.
0: It was so cold at Winterfell, or maybe it's just cold all the time there, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe
2: it's I just mean, like I mean, they do Minnesota. have summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, like they a do. brief summary. They do. They but do. But yeah, um, I was just confused about uh, all this talk about winter was here and it was going to be a years long winter. Mm-hmm. Sansa, who can get it done, was preparing mm-hmm. for hunkering down, and then they kind of, like many things this season, just kind of let that storyline go. Yeah,
0: that's what I was talking about with like the the inconsistent details. Yeah. just the stuff that's like driven me crazy. They sort of built things up and
2: then forgot season. about it. Yeah,
0: just kind of let it go. Like, well, we've we've got other things to do. So know.
3: there's hundreds of pages in. The Grandmaster's exactly. new book that, uh, <laughs> that explains. Oh that. my
0: <laughs> God, Eric! Speaking I'm so, of tangents, oh, I'm I, so tired
3: of all these Game of Thrones.
0: I hated that meta thing with the book so much. I was so I was more mad about that than anything else I just, that I've seen on Game of Thrones. I was like, Oh fuck <laughs> you! I was like, I hate
2: that kind of stuff. Uh, it was very winking and Ugh. sort of out of character with the show, which fucking is fucking Dorky that kind Samwell. Of show. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And there's
3: also like there can't be any one to one correlation with this book and the books as they exist because right. it's not like the uh the Maesters at Old Town were like writing from first person perspective. Right. Or yeah, that's true. I'm sorry,
2: Tyrion's not in it at all. <laughs> at he all. kills his father, he sets all these things in motion. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he, even get a mention. Yeah,
0: <gasps> the Battle of Blackwater, right? He yeah. was in charge there. Why isn't he even mentioned? It's bananas. <laughs> it I think, is bananas. I think
3: there is a thread about how adaptations happen. Yeah like book you stuff lose stuff in
0: this episode. It was very stuff
3: in translation, yeah. I, Stories. The
2: power of storytelling. <laughs> <laughs> That's why Bran should be king because uh-huh. he knows how to tell a story. Boo. Okay, a well story. let's get
0: into it. Eric, we wanted to bring you on because a classic one of the one of the signature things about television as a medium is that it allows for lots of character development. Mm-hmm. We've had a lot of character development over the years and now we find out their final fates. And we wanted to do a bit of an exit survey about how we feel about what happened to all these different characters. We'll start with the death of Daenerys Targaryen, which, as I said earlier, the more I think about it, the more I'm okay with it. Yeah. I knew Jon Snow was gonna stab her. It's what I thought Jamie was gonna do to Cersei, mm. which is interesting. He didn't end okay. up doing it, but Jon did it, and now he is the Queen Slayer. How do you all feel about this? Go ahead, Eric.
3: I was genuinely uh, surprised in it. Like as, oh, really? as cold as my reaction to like their final clutch was <laughs> mm-hmm. because geez, that romantic storyline did nope. not come together at all. <laughs> oh, no. I, I was surprised. And it was not
0: the incest that turned him off. <laughs>
3: I was surprised that that's the way that they ended it. Like I thought it was good. I was kind of banking on Arya to to be mm. quite honest, and I was surprised for a second. I was like, oh, she's gonna Arya's gonna take off Jon's face, but then that would have <laughs> meant that Arya had killed Jon as well.
2: <laughs> no, I agree. I was looking for something in that scene because it felt weirdly anticlimactic for how. Sort of quiet, it is. Mm -hmm. It is just John in a room by himself with Danny, and a stabbing is like a very, I don't know, almost like a boring death. There was no dragon involvement, there was no fire, and then she's just dead. And for how much buildup there was around this this single moment, it felt anticlimactic to me.
0: I was uh, I think that the Daenerys Targaryen storyline has been anticlimactic for at least three episodes now. So no matter mm-hmm. what happened, it was going to be
2: anticlimactic. Yeah. yeah. I
0: mean, once they decided that she was c- 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 crazy, <laughs> then like her storyline was basically over from there, in my opinion.
2: Yeah. And you so. kind of knew John wouldn't be okay with her, and even to the point where that earlier scene where Tyrion is kind of convincing John That he needs to kill Danny, I thought, didn't really ring true because John would not need convincing. Which again, maybe Mm -hmm. if they had taken more time, they would have shown John really was in love with Danny, and it really would be hard for him to like reckon that relationship with this person who just burned down King's Landing. Mm -hmm. Um, But as it was in the show, it was there wasn't really that time given to it. So I was like, why is Tyrion convincing John? John would know this already. Yeah, he's Ned Stark's son, really. Mm -hmm. You know, he doesn't need to be convinced. Also, John is the
3: Hamlet of Westeros. (laughs) He's always he's always caught between decisions and doesn't know what to do and like that like that felt very in character for me that he was agonizing. Yeah,
0: I have to say I have always kind of been like, oh, John, he just kind of stands there and looks concerned. This is like something I've been ranting about for many years, actually. But at the end. I was like, oh John, I'm gonna miss your dumb concerned face. I'm gonna miss your what do I do face? I'm gonna gonna miss you, buddy.
3: We were giving my mother-in-law a bunch of shit last weekend because she loves John so much. Mm-hmm. And she was arguing on his behalf as being like the strong savior of Westeros. And we were talking mm, about, about, about how that. wishy-washy he is. But as soon as he stabbed her, a text message came into my <laughs> phone and my wife's
0: that, was,
3: that just said, see John's not a wuss.
0: And I was like, All right, mom, you got us. You're right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's sort of like what happened with Theon Greyjoy, you know, it's sort of a, well, I mean, Jon was set up to be a hero from the beginning, so it wasn't quite the same kind of redemption, but yeah, he did kind of grow a spine in yeah. the very <laughs>
3: When he really, really needed
0: it. Yeah, when he really needed it. As soon as Tyrion set talked about duty, I was like, there you go, duty. That's the one <laughs> thing Jon Snow knows and I don't mean that as a, but you know what? He got a happy ending. He's gonna go off into the woods, yeah, with gonna the wildlings, find
2: and himself a new yeggaret. You think mm-hmm. so? Settle down. He's, live a good life.
0: He did not abandon Ghost. So no, I that guess was fine. we, we get all had a moment
2: of affection. We have Ghost. to all
0: take that back. I guess everybody. <laughs> uh- would wasn't just us. There were a lot of people saying like, "How did you just abandon your dog?" But I guess he did it and he's
2: actually happy to see him. Uh-huh. Yeah if I was ghost, I'd be like, "Fuck you, man. <laughs> But also, he's a good dog. That moment yes. of
3: physical contact, you can kind of see why maybe yeah. they were thinking, well, yeah. let's not have them in the same shot. Yeah.
0: There were a few bad green screen shots in this one where yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, we're in a rush, oh. huh?
3: In the, in the throne room? Yes, yeah. that was the
0: one I was thinking of. Yes. He, th- you. There's one really bad. I think it's Daenerys, and then behind her is the castle. I was just like, ooh, yikes. Like, you didn't even smooth that out. It looks
3: terrible. In an episode where like when Jon comes face to face with Drogon after Drogon throws all the ashes Mm -hmm. off of him, like that looked great. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, the dragon stuff looked fantastic. Mm -hmm. Very good dragon stuff in this episode. Let's move on to a different aspect of the dragons and the Dragon Queen, which is Grey Worm, who in the end is going back to Noth with all the Unsullied?
2: Are they all Mm going? Yeah. They all fit in one boat? I think they had a couple boats. They had a few boats. Yeah. Okay. I think so. I and did. they're going back to the place where masande is from, right? Right. They oh, had okay. that, that was yeah, the yeah. plan. They had that little heart-to-heart about mm-hmm. what they're going to do after the war. So there's like, this. I feel like it's sort of an attempt to have Greyjoy have his own happy ending. The Grey Worm? Felt, sorry, Grey Worm. Sorry. To have his own happy ending. But it also felt a little bit like, really, Grey Worm wouldn't have just killed John. Like, they're all okay with the fact that their queen is dead. They don't want revenge or anything for this woman who they does, were so though. loyal to.
0: But he he yeah. does want revenge, which is why Jon Snow ends up going to the wall. It's yeah. like a compromise.
3: Mm-hmm. Th- and that Tyrion winds up being the hand of the king. Like, neither of those guys get exactly what they yeah. want. Right.
2: So felt, it, is a, it is a diplomatic I felt like compromise. I feel like Grey Worm would have been way more angry.
0: I think with Grey Worm, I kind of didn't love the way that Grey Worm was kind of made out to be a villain in this mm-hmm. episode. And in last episode, too, where he seemed totally OK with, like. Raising King's Landing, like mm-hmm. again, maybe that's something with more character develop. Maybe he has more anger within him about like his upbringing and his time in slavery, and, and he sort of all says this, other stuff, this but... little
2: bit about how they weren't slaves like he was. They had the choice to to say no to Queen Cersei, and they didn't, which mm-hmm. sort of is like misunderstanding how monarchy rule works. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you're not a slave for sure but like it's not like the common people are going to overthrow a queen so he sort of has this like false equivalency there that just doesn't Makes sense, and that's like how yeah. he's like sort of rationalizing killing all these people. Yeah,
0: I didn't love how in the end it was like, well, we gotta send these savages away somewhere a little bit. It was a little like, mm-hmm. well, King, you know, the situation's never going to level out as long as these people are here. <laughs> Which I was kind of like, I don't know about that.
3: Well, at least they didn't take the like reservation option that was offered to them. <laughs> oh
0: yes, by, there was by that. the nobles. Oh, They're like,
3: hey, there's a uh, there's this land. It's uh... totally barren.
0: Maybe you can go there. Nobody wants it. You want it? yeah yeah yikes. So yeah. yeah in the end it was for like I said earlier, I think in the end like it, the journey wasn't necessarily satisfying it was mostly unsatisfying. but I think the way everything shook out made sense and his him going to uh, Noth, like he promised me Sunday they would make sense. but something I but that wasn't I mean that kind of troubled me. but the thing that made me go, what was when they first brought up Bran Stark? I thought <laughs> <laughs> for king of the now six kingdoms. I was like, "Are you
2: fucking kidding me?" I thought sure the Stark girls did someone. not go
0: through all they went through for this shit. I was like really upset. So, were you guys yelling at the TV? I mean,
3: I, I'll say this for Game of Thrones, I wouldn't have predicted it.
2: <laughs> yes, there is that. There is that. Yeah, I wouldn't have predicted it either. What, and how I would have written, okay, I'm not a TV writer. Like, it's easy, it's easy hey, for I, me to be an armchair writer me, here. So. But I would have had Tyrion first, say, argue for Sansa to sit on the Iron Throne. And then Sansa would say, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to go be queen of the North. The North wants nothing to do with this anymore. Mm-hmm. And Tyrion would be like, okay, respect. What about you, Arya? And Arya would be like, I'm not a lady. And then he'd be like, okay, well, one—this one Stark left. How about you, Bran? you know your stories or whatever the power <laughs> of stories and then Bran be like yeah and then like okay and then there's everyone's like, like the fine star. and i also have like there's the random dorn prince who gets just like <laughs> yeah. no dialogue Does i love it like, he doesn't even have a name yet no. he's still he he's still the
3: new prince of dorn he's just there
2: oh and the fact that Sansa is like the North is going to be independent. I, and Dorne is like, wait a minute, we can do that? <laughs> be like, oh, the South should be independent too. Like they don't really have much to do. They haven't had a big influence Mm-mm. in this storyline. It seems like they would also want to be independent. Same with Yara and, and yeah. the Iron yeah, Islands. Right, like Yara was for Queen Daenerys. Not for not for anyone else. It <laughs> felt wildly out of character for Yara to be cool with all this. Yeah,
0: to not even speak up like at all did feel yeah. very out of character to yeah. me for Yara Greyjoy. And I would expect Yara Greyjoy to be like, Fuck <laughs> this, I'm leaving. <laughs> Bye. And like, this also kind of been
2: Gendry's point to stand up and be like, um, so I'm Robert Baratheon's son. That's I have so- Targaryen blood. Like maybe it makes the most sense for me. To be on the throne.
0: Yeah, I was kinda of surprised that literally no one else stood up and was like, hey, what about me? I like being Although, in charge.
2: Uncle sit down. Yeah. Well, it's <laughs> that was one so of lovely. my favorite lines just from TV period. <laughs> <hearing
0: it>. Yeah. <laughs> Uncle sit uh, down. Tobias
3: Menzies and his inability to rule a kingdom will <laughs> return in the third season of Netflix's The Crowd.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that uh, being said, in the end, like I like, okay, so. I did have my stages of grief about Sansa not sitting on the Iron Throne. Mm -hmm. Well, technically no one sits on the Iron Throne, guys, because the dragon melted it.
2: Yeah, I guess if the symbol is Metaphor. And, uh, who, knew, who knew that the dragon had such a rich mm. understanding of symbolism in this it's world? It's our visual metaphor. Well, uh, Between
3: the end of the bells and the beginning of the Iron Throne, Drogon took like a liter- literary
2: uh, <laughs> class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was going through
3: the library. That's what we didn't see. He was like
2: aging <laughs> okay, through okay.
3: all the books oh, with, with his big little claw.
2: claws. Uh, what do you think he did with Daenerys's body?
0: I don't know. I don't know where they went.
2: How, do, how does a dragon grieve? Do they?
0: Maybe he'll eat her like a cat. Oh yeah. Because <laughs> like yeah, you know. It'll if nourish you, if... him
2: and her her. Because you hear those horrible
0: stories about people that die and their cats eat them. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but he seemed like he, you know, he was he was like more like a horse. He was nudging her. That's true, mm-hmm. like a like a horse does to the fallen warrior. Yeah, like, hey, hey. and I was like unexpectedly sad for Drogon because he was like a sad dog. Yeah, he and was, that, like and was like a sad dog. Oh, buddy. He's okay. Sing. He
0: just he just does what his mom tells him to do. Yeah. He's a relatively innocent party. In I thought all it would have been
2: cool if he had. Uh, shot his fire at John, and John was just fine because he's a targaryen. Yeah, uh, and, yeah. Then, and, then Dro- and then
0: and then Drogo would be like, okay, uh, and then it's like, all right, float
2: okay. away. well, <laughs> all right, well, I'm out of here. Bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, my stages of grieving for Sansa. First, I was like, fuck this. I was really mad, and then I was like, okay, well, she's going to be queen in the north. But I will say that final sequence where they showed all three Stark kids, uh, you know, each mm-hmm. going off on their new adventure. I was like. Okay, I'll take it. She's gonna be worshipped as, not worshipped, but honored, respected, and respected yes. revered. revered. revered as queen in the north and she's gonna do a great job and her brother's gonna stay the fuck out of it (laughs) and in the end she's getting what she wants which is to just run her shit Mm -hmm. and be and stay out of all this other nonsense so it was a happy ending for Sansa in the end I think absolutely
2: yeah I mean she is crowned and I think she played it really smart I Mm -hmm. mean the seven kingdoms six kingdoms now that place is a shit show it is a shit show and she can go back to the north which is gonna be like the most stable place in the whole world under her rule and the fact that it's separated from all the nonsense going on in the rest of the kingdom.
0: And there's no more White Walkers to worry about. Yeah. So everything's just going to be chill up north. Yeah. They can have more drunk parties. <laughs> For
3: sure. Do you think she establishes some sort of lineage up there? Do you think she, wondering about this. she takes a husband and uh, uh, gives birth to a successor? Or does it become the sort of thing that they've established down in King's Landing where mm-hmm. like the crown is, is passed on by whoever the nobles determine deserves it.
2: I'm hoping the North breeds another Lyanna Mormont, mm-hmm. a very obvious successor. Mm-hmm. Like the sort of foster child thing that old monarchs used to do when there wasn't someone good to rule. They would like mm-hmm. adopt a cousin and like raise them up to be the next monarch. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe something like that. It seems like there's lots of good options in the North.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, they still have houses left with, you know, heads of houses who are loyal to Mm -hmm. the Starks. And I thought about this, you know, my first thought was like, oh, it'd be great if Sansa got a husband. And then she (laughs) could just like, then she would have it all. But um, it is, it's complicated for her. Yeah. I mean, she, I mean, it's. They obviously they are still living in a patriarchal world, hmm. and you know, like Queen Elizabeth I never had children because you know she never took a husband because he would have automatically been put over her, and she can't have that kind of thing. Yeah. So I I wonder it will it will take Sansa a while to kind of like let her guard down too because she did go through so yeah, much. Maybe Sansa's trauma. red hair
2: is meant to invoke Elizabeth.
0: Yeah, maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, there are some historical parallels on the show, like uh, Bran, the reluctant king who doesn't want to keep it. That is like the Roman, there's a guy from Roman history called Cincinnatus. Mm-hmm. I know this because I'm from Cincinnati, <laughs> who was a farmer who was called up mm-hmm. to lead the Roman Empire and then abdicated because he didn't want it afterwards. Yeah, he had so, done his
2: time, mm-hmm. right, to like lead them through whatever crisis. A war, they were I right? think. Or, and then yeah. when it was done, he just walked away and went back to being a farmer, right?
0: Yeah. And, yep. Yeah. And yeah. that's kind of what Bran yeah. Singh reminded me of. I assume he'll stay king for life, but it's still just kind of like the reluctant being called up for duty, right. as opposed to really wanting the power. Right. And there is some Roman stuff in the show, like the whole coliseum with the dragons and the everything dragon is very yeah, Roman. For so.
3: sure. Everything's very senatorial, mm-hmm. I feel like, with that voting and then yeah. with the new small council.
2: Yeah, let's, let's talk about the new small council. council. Oh. That's a party I want to be at. Yeah? That sounds so fun. It's, that's <laughs> fun. Sir Davos. Can I, he's, he's the MVP for me in this episode, uh, especially when he's voting and he's like, "I don't know if I get a vote, but I." <laughs> <laughs> oh, Davos, and then he's on the Good
0: old Davos. Counsel. Good like, old he, Davos. He really
2: won, and I'm so happy for him. He's yeah. one of the few characters that I'm just like, "Oh hell yeah!"
0: And Bron Davos. came out on top. <laughs> <laughs> Good old Bron. I, it's so funny to me that he is the Lord of High <laughs>
2: Lord of
3: High Garden, and now Master of Coin. Yeah. Just like, uh, just like the past Lord of High
2: Garden. Yeah. So. And uh, Brienne is in charge. Of the King's Guard, which is nice. Although, you know, side note that it's bullshit that she didn't write her own yeah, page. Yeah, that but was my other least I mean, favorite I We can assume that bit. she has a page in that book, but why didn't we just get to see it?
0: Maybe she doesn't get to write her own page. Uh, maybe maybe Pod's gonna says, write it. Yeah.
2: So, and Pod's knighted. Mm-hmm. We know that, which is also nice for him. She calls him Sir.
0: Yeah, maybe you can't write your own page in the book or something like that. But honestly, I don't think I really liked the book stuff in the last episode because I, like I said before, I hated the song of Ice of Fire Reveal. <laughs> and Brienne not writing her own page in the book was like, like that one felt like a little bit of a gut punch where I was like, oh, mm-hmm. so after all of this, she's just keeping Jamie's memory alive. Yeah, it really it really tied oh.
2: this amazing character to a man that she. When uh, her was whole intimate thing. with a couple nights, but like she her arc was so much more than that. Exactly. And they should have focused. I mean, it was there, but they should have focused more on that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah.
0: Okay, so like I said, we end the whole series with the Starks and what's gonna happen with the Starks, which makes sense to me because that is the they're the heart of mm. the series. So what do you guys think? About Arya the pirate. What do, you, what do you think about that?
3: I think I would watch that show.
0: I would Hell totally yeah. watch that show. I wonder if she'll find out that their world is round. Yeah, she's the Christopher Columbus of their world, or whoever actually discovered that. I, I doubt it was actually Columbus. Like I took was it a lot Vespucci? of credit. For a lot was it of
3: shit. Amerigo Vespucci?
0: Maybe uh, his name's on the map. I think maybe he just made the map. Oh, okay. <laughs> and that's why we called America.
3: <laughs> Magellan, one of those. One navigators? of those. An
0: explorer, but yeah. less problematic. Hey, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Arya would take a term for the problematic. Yeah, probably not. Yeah. She's not. She
3: doesn't seem like a colonialist. No. I do like.
2: Um, I do like that. I mean, I wish we had seen her use her face skills this season, mm-hmm. but I do like the fact that she sort of has decided to turn away from that path. Mm-hmm. You know, she could go down this assassin road, and it seems like very consciously she decided not to and she's mm-hmm. going to go exploring instead of like killing.
0: Well, assassins don't work for themselves.
2: Good assassins
0: point. have a boss by definition and yeah. she, this way she doesn't have a boss, she yeah. is the boss. Yeah. So that that was that was cool to me. I appreciated yeah. that and I would definitely go see I would definitely watch the Arya follow-up <laughs> series. But what if it was a movie?
2: Ooh, I'd watch that.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd watch that. <laughs> I
3: mean, Maisie Williams has to uh, remove herself from the X Men universe now if the yeah. new movie ever comes out.
0: Yeah, uh, her and Sophie Turner are both in the X Men universe now. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Good for them. I mean, I'm sure they're excited. for One things. franchise <laughs> to another, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Were there any characters that I failed to mention? Who's well, faced? we didn't talk a lot about Tyrion. Yeah. we didn't. You're right. Because Tyrion had these nice conversations with Jon, mm-hmm. you know, about duty and love and all that. And then he's sort of this tortured figure. Although I do think he's going to be handed he's the king. Ha- he's he's going to loosen a good time. up. He's with Bronn. He's with his buddies. Clearly. You know, it's sort of like just drinking around the Winterfell fire the night before the Battle of Winterfell. Like he's gonna have some wine and have a, make the best out of it. Yeah, he's gonna, gonna, gonna be a little mind. haunted, yeah. but
0: everybody's a little haunted, to be right. honest.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah. I think Peter Dinklage is definitely gonna get nominated for an Emmy for this episode. Yeah, I
3: this think Emmy this. Episode. I think this episode is better for Peter Dinklage than it is for Tyrion. Like this is mm. this is such a like yeah. we're gonna put the weight of all of the explanation mm-hmm. and the wrapping up of all of these threads on your back. Peter, here are three <laughs> speeches. Each yeah. of these could be your Emmy clip.
2: Yeah, the way he sort of, he explains what Daenerys, what what happened to Daenerys mm-hmm. in a way that is like very succinct and and well done for Peter Dinklage mm-hmm. again. I'm not sure. It super makes sense in like the context of what we had just seen, but you're like, okay, we get it. He sells that really stupid power of stories speech and it's that alone speech, should but get he did him the best. Emmy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, if it was in the hands of a less capable actor, Actor, it would have been even more silly yeah, that's than true. it was it, by, by Peter Dinklage. That's
0: true. And I normally love Samuel, but like I think that it shows how well <laughs> Peter Dinklage did handle those speeches yeah. that he had similarly corny material and didn't sell it quite as well. I normally love Samuel, but I don't think he sold it quite yeah,
2: as it's well. It's just like, hold on to democracy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what if the
0: people chose? I was like, <laughs> mm. that whole scene, I was just sitting there like, I mean, I'm glad that everyone
2: started laughing because that feels realistic. Thank God.
0: Thank God. If they had gone with it, I would have... Wouldn't have been good.
2: That would have been jumping the shark.
0: It would have been worse than the book stuff. (laughs) But... All right. Well, thank you for coming on, Eric. Well, thank it's, you for having me. It's been a long road. Have you been watching Game of Thrones since the beginning.
3: I jumped in like season three, okay. so I've been there for the long haul, but yeah. not since the very not day. the
0: not the longest haul.
3: Yeah, not the longest.
0: Haul.
3: <laughs> oh, I'm looking forward to being able to talk about another TV show. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: it has been a long road, and it's really been you know uh, taking up a lot of just our like thoughts and attention mm-hmm. at AV Club. You know, just. Been a huge event. Yeah.
3: Now, everybody go talk about Barry,
0: please. <laughs> yes, now the Barry contingent <laughs> can have their day in the sun. <laughs> uh, welcome
3: to Barry, Barry Good, a podcast about the original <laughs> HBO series Barry, starring Bill Hader, uh, co created by Bill Hader and Alec Berg. Uh, I'm Eric Adams, TV editor. Today, we're talking about the, the finale where Barry makes some very crucial decisions.
0: <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> All right, fine. <laughs> this is the right. Game of Thrones podcast. So, Katie, it's back to us—just Katie and Katie, the original flavor. It's the end of the road. We've got our, our Tolkien-style epilogue.
2: Oh gosh, yeah. Are we going to have ten different endings for this podcast? There were several sure. different endings for this episode. But
0: that seems what. right. Like, yeah, it does. like the Lord it's of the fair. Rings movies have led me to believe that a proper fantasy epic should have at least a half an hour of endings. I agree. At least. I
2: mean, Danny died very early in this episode. She and did. I was like, wow. How many? What is next? And I kind of like that they—they showed us what happens after the fact. They could have went to black. They could have ended it with Danny dying. You're just like, what happens next? But they showed us. Uh, in a very Game of Thronesian way, mm-hmm. uh, what happens after a main character dies? Yeah, just something we hadn't seen for a while in the yeah.
0: show. Yeah, and I think it gave us a, a lot more satisfaction. Like I said, like I walked away feeling pretty okay about what happened with all the Starks. Whereas if they had left off with crowning Bran, I would have like broken something. Yeah, I would have been so mad.
2: After so. sleeping on it, I was I was okay on, in a very macro sense mm-hmm. with what happened. I think I have issues with like the micro characters for sure. and I the way too. that they yeah. Explored them, and we've talked about this at great length. They should have just taken a little bit more time, mm-hmm. um, but overall, yeah, the ma- the macro of the show I think did a-, a pretty okay job.
0: I think so too. And you know, it's it's when you think about it in the macro sense. Do you have you watched Game of Thrones since the beginning? I th-
2: uh, I don't I don't I think I started around one or two and read the books, and then yeah, that's what and yeah. Then, yeah, I don't really remember.
0: I watched the very first episode. Here's a little personal story time. I was working at a site called MrSkin.com at the time. And we heard that this new HBO show was going to have a lot of boobs in it. <laughs> and I was you know, a writer for that site at the time. And so I watched this show and uh, I was I just loved it so I watched it from the very first episode I watched the first season then I read all the books to catch up after Mm -hmm. that season ended and I've just been with it the whole time and I have to say like uh, after about season five like my faith flagged and my faith flagged throughout this season but I feel okay walking away.
2: Yeah I mean I was thinking we've had eight seasons of the show I've been watching the show longer than I've worked at the AV club yep. longer than I've been married yep. like the show has been with me for a long time and now it's over and I'm really glad that it's done
0: <laughs> <laughs> until the spinoff yeah and maybe we'll be back with another season of winters maybe. here when that happens yeah. hopefully
2: it's winter in that prequel yeah <laughs> <laughs> we can keep the name of the podcast yes we can
0: keep the <laughs> podcast but in the meantime you can listen to our other podcast which is mm-hmm. Dial M for Maple about Riverdale which I believe just had its season finale but mm-hmm. will be we'll be returning and until then I'm Katie Reif Senior Writer at the AV Club
2: and I'm Caitlin Penzimoog Katie Penzimoog if you will <laughs> I go by Katie here uh, Managing Editor at the AV Club
0: and thank you for listening to Winter is Here please join us on iTunes give us five stars for our final episode finale of Game of Thrones one last five stars for the road and thank you all very much for watching or listening bye bye